and welcome to Labors in the Harvest with Kevin Folger. This podcast is a weekly conversation about the gospel and the work that God is doing through those who labor for him. Kevin Folger, your host, is a man with over four decades of ministry experience. For 41 years, he served on the pastoral staff of Cleveland Baptist Church in Cleveland, Ohio. He currently serves as a North America Director of Spiritual Leadership Asia, a ministry that assists those endeavoring to preach the gospel and plant Baptist churches in the 1040 window with a particular focus on Asia. Now here's Kevin with this week's Labors in the Harvest podcast. This next episode of Labors in the Harvest podcast, and it's always a joy to have you uh, folks join us. It's our prayer that God will continue to use uh, this particular ministry to be a blessing and a help to those who perhaps God is working in your heart to do something for Him. We think God should be working everybody's heart to do something for Him, uh, but maybe it's the next step in your life, and you're just not exactly sure how that works for someone like yourself or. Uh, that you may feel like you're maybe a little inadequate, that you don't have all the tools or gifts that maybe someone else does. Well, Labors in the Harvest, of course, is just to tell the story of the fact that folks are just like us. God uses ordinary people. He picks ordinary people to do His work and His will and His plan. So we're thankful that you're here today. My guest uh, in this particular episode is Dr. Charles Keene. Today we're going to pick up on part one of our conversation that he and I have had recently about his life and ministry. And I think it'll be a blessing to you. So let's sit back and let's listen as Dr. Keene and I have a conversation about working in the Lord's harvest. Dr. Keene, uh, welcome to Labors in the Harvest podcast, and thanks for taking some time to be with us today. My privilege. I'm excited about it. Well, we're excited about having you for sure. Well, uh, let's just take a few moments, if we can, here at the beginning, and let's kind of start uh, and share with our audience what you're currently involved with and by way of ministry. What, what's your current ministry involvement? My current ministry involvement is getting the word of God to people that have never had it before. Um, I learned that half the world has never had a Bible. That didn't seem right to me, didn't seem fair, and didn't even seem that that, that was the assignment. And so when I learned that, it's uh, my moorings that I resigned my pastorate of 35 years and went into full-time missionary work trying to get people the word of God. Well, it's much appreciated, that's for sure. Well, uh, as we as we kind of get things started, one of the things we like to do is, of course, uh, get folks familiar with who people are. And, of course, I've known you for a long time. Uh, our, our relationship goes back um, decades, and I'm grateful for that. You've been a great influence and a great fl- friend in my life, and I'm thankful. But just take a few moments, if you would, and share with us about your family, your wife, Mary, and your children. Uh, I know you've been married for, for a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm 81 years old, and I've been married 63 years to the same woman. Uh, We have four children. We have uh, 16 grandchildren and 25 great-grandchildren. Wow, that's amazing. We have a large family, and they're they're international. We have a family. Part of our family lives in Africa. Part of it lives in California, and part of it lives in Rhode Island. Some of it lives in Milford. Uh, And so God has been really good to us with a a family that only he could do uh, and, and, and we're so thankful for our family. And we have, I, I think, 50 some, 50 some members in our family, and nine of those families are in the ministry. 
uh, all of them are saved that's old enough to be saved. And it's just wonderful. Uh, I have a hard time comprehending how good God has been to me in my family. Yeah, it is amazing, isn't it? It's uh, when we think about our, we start in life and it's just two of us and then God begins to give children and those kids grow up so quick and then they get married, start having children and just, it's, it's amazing, the multiplication factor. Yeah, it is. I kind of think of Abraham, you know. <laughs> so, um, I pastored 35 years mm -hmm. in Milford, and God gave us a wonderful ministry there, and I, I'm, I'm glad, glad for that, and he's given me a wonderful family. I just mm -hmm. got back from the doctor. I have good health, so really, uh, Kevin, I'm I'm just a blessed man. That's all I can say. Well, we all are. That's for sure. Well, let's uh, take a few moments. Let's kind of walk back through your life. Uh, where were you born and where were you raised? I was born in Newton, West Virginia, which is very, very rural. Uh, I was raised in Akron, Ohio. I was saved in Akron, Ohio, under the ministry of Dallas Billington. Uh, I, I made contact with that church through a bus ministry when I was a seven-year-old boy, but I didn't get saved then. But when I grew up and became an adult and wanted to get saved, I knew there's a church in town that loved poor people. Mm. Uh, so we went back to that church after many years, my wife and I, uh, in the second Sunday of October, 1958, uh, we accepted Christ as our savior, just to miss hell. That was my total worldview. And God is, of course, very gracious. He did that for me, but did so many other things, as you well know, that uh, in his grace. Uh, now I've been able to preach and travel the world and print Bibles and have a lot of wonderful friends and a great family. Yeah. So you were quite young then, obviously, when your family left West Virginia and, and moved to Akron. Yeah, we were. I think I was four years old. Okay. And I made, the, we went and lived in a place called Hillwood Homes, which is a very poor project area in Akron. And the Dr. Billington started a bus route in that project area. And a man named Mr. Brunton knocked on my door and said to my mother, do you have any children? She said, we have three. And he invited the two boys, my brother and I, to church. And uh, that's how we related to, the, to that church. Okay. So, um, your dad, was he brought uh, out of West Virginia to Akron because of the rubber industry, uh, the, the work yeah. that's going on there? Yeah, after the war, mm -hmm. we moved to Akron because that's where the jobs were at the time. Right. right. And he was, he, 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 so we lived there until his death. Yeah. Well, some of our listeners probably wouldn't be familiar with the name Dallas Billington, but uh, of course, back in the 1940s, 50s, 60s, and even to early 70s, Dr. Billington was huge here in Ohio and across the nation as a man God used, just a country boy coming out of Kentucky. God brought him to uh, Akron to uh, because of the, the work. But when he got here, he had a burden to start winning souls and started winning people to Christ, but there was no church. And so God let him to start a church and God did a great work, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And you yeah. know, he never tried to teach us how to do it because he didn't know how he did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, God, whatever he did, he was successful at it. He's just a, a man who loved people and just was uh, just a concerned uh, soul winner. You know, Kevin, uh, I was the last man to preach in his pulpit before he died. Really? Yeah. And I used to box and he used to box. So we had a touching point there and an area of fellowship and I loved him. Mm. Well, I was just, uh, I think I was in my um, high school years when Dr. Billington died. 
still remember it was huge in my life, you know, because that church was instrumental in the church that I got saved in, getting started, Dr. Thompson, of course, here in Cleveland. And uh, there was a lot of similarities because a lot of the folks here in Cleveland had come from the South as a result of the the need of work. And uh, they were looking for a place to connect and God used the Cleveland Baptist Church to do that. And so Dr. Billington was huge in my life just because of the fact that he was so instrumental in Cleveland Baptist Church getting started. And I wish uh, some of our younger listeners to take a few moments, perhaps to get the book, God is Real, that was written by Dallas Billington. That was a great book about what God did there in Akron, Ohio. Hmm. In fact, I printed that for him one time. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I, when I when I got saved, I just wanted to serve God. That's all. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wanted to show some appreciation right. for what he'd done for me. Mm-hmm. So I surrendered to be in full-time service and, and uh, moved to Pontiac, Michigan and went to school at Midwestern Baptist College, which Dr. Tom Malone right. was the president of. And, uh, when I got out of there, I went to Milford and only pastored one church in my lifetime. And that was the first Baptist church in Milford. Mm. When I got there, they were young. I mean, they were small. They had a big split. They were tired of fighting and they wanted to do something for God. And God just gives a wonderful church. And uh, I thank him. Well, how, ble- how blessed is that? Um, let's, let's back up just a little bit. Uh, clearly, there was a moment when you surrendered to preach. I know you said you just wanted to serve the Lord, but when you think about it, I mean, was there something that uh, other than just appreciation, did God use a message? Did God use someone in your life? Obviously your pastor, but uh, you know, what are the circumstances behind that call? Well, I went to school at Midwestern to be a Christian school teacher. Really? Yeah. And uh, the last semester of my junior year, God stirred my heart about preaching. And uh, I, uh, this sounds dramatic, but I don't mean for it to, I went outside of Pontiac, Michigan, in a, along the road in a cornfield in an old Plymouth car I had. And I told God, I just had to know what he wanted me to do. I don't recommend what I'm going to tell you, Kevin. But I opened the Bible and it said, woe is me if I preach not the gospel. And I took that to be my verse for my life from him. And so at that point in time, I gave my life to the gospel ministry. And I've, I've never doubted that. Uh, and one reason I know I'm saved is because I know God wouldn't call an unsaved man to preach, and he called me to preach. Uh-huh. So, that's how that <laughs> so what, what were those Bible college years like uh, for you? Uh, obviously, you were a younger man. You were married. Did you have, have children when you went to school? Yes, we did. Okay. Uh, we went there with no job, uh, went there with uh, all we owned in a, in a 1957 Ford. And God opened some doors for us. We had a hundred dollars in cash, mm. uh, and uh, so I finally found a job at Fisher Body. Okay. And and spent four of my most miserable years. Pontiac, <laughs> Michigan was well. At the time, it was the capital city of Michigan. Of, of mm. Michigan. Okay. Uh, and I worked midnight shift, and sometimes uh, I'd get my kids up. Uh, in the middle of them because I wouldn't see him because I was working midnights and going to school during the day. And uh, so it, it was, a uh, it was hard, but God's grace is sufficient. And uh, Lord blessed our lives while we were there. I started the church while I was in school. That's still going. Okay. Um, so anyway, it, uh, that's how, that's how I did it. Well, I suppose that, uh, you know, when we go back and we think about those years uh, specifically, you know, Midwestern at that point, was it a fairly new school or had been in operation for a while? 
No, it was fairly new and it was small. When I went there, there's less than 400 students. Okay. When I went there, they were still meeting in the church building. While I was there, they uh, built, a, built a building, nice building, Dr. Moan did. And then we had school in the school building. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, it, was, it was, I believe, produced some really good men right. during that time. Yes, sir. Um, so... So Dr. Malone would have been a man in his, what, 30s or 40s when you went there, or maybe a little bit older? Yeah, he's probably in his 50s. Okay. Uh, And uh, he was, of course, uh, he was my mentor and Mm -hmm. a great friend. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, as a Paul Berry's funeral, you know, he he was just a good friend to me and took me under his wing. So so when you finished, what year was that that you finished the, the college there? Finished in 1964. 64. Okay. Went there in 60, saved in 58, mm-hmm. went there in 60, went to Milford in 64, Dallas Billington, Glenn Stockton, I know you know the name. Sure. Uh-huh. And Glenn was the pastor before me, mm-hmm. and uh, they had a problem, and he left, and it wasn't his problem either. Uh, he left, and Dallas Billington said to me, he said to me, uh, Charles, there's a little church in southern Ohio, and uh, they're looking for a pastor, and they owe me money. <laughs> and he said, I think I get you in. <laughs> so I went down there in Canada, and I was surprised, but they took me. Yeah. And- well, we're going to stop our conversation with Dr. Keene right there today. And next uh, week, we'll pick up that uh, second part of our conversation as we discuss his uh, college years and the first uh, steps that God uh, took him on after getting out of college and starting the pastor there at First Baptist of Milford. Dr. Keene's an unusual man, and I wanted to take the opportunity to sit down and have this conversation with him, and I thought that it'd be beneficial for those who perhaps are thinking about ministry and realizing that God just takes simple, ordinary people and uses them to accomplish His great and divine purpose. Well, we're always uh, thankful for those folks that would uh, take a few moments of their day to listen to our podcast, and if this has been a help and a blessing to you, please reach out to us and let us know that. In just a few moments, our announcer will come back and Uh, conclude today's podcast with the exit and uh, as he does that he'll give you some information about how you can uh, get further information about us and how you can make contact with us at our website thanks again for listening and join us again next week for more labors in the harvest podcast thanks for listening we hope that you've been encouraged by today's podcast If you've been helped, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Please feel free to leave us a comment and or a rating. If you'd like more information about Kevin Folger, please visit his website, kevinfolger.com. We invite you to join us next time with more conversations with Kevin and his guests as they tell their story of being laborers in the harvest.